Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Greetings, comrades, and welcome to the Eastern Border. As you probably have heard, there is no um, intro song this time. Well, it's because Anna is on a bit of a vacation. So, well, we can't really edit this episode because it might surprise you, but I'm personally really bad at editing. But I wanted to get something out for the New Year's as it's the end of the year, just so that all of you would know that, um, well, I'm much better with my health. I have a lot to do on my to-do list for the next year. We are doing a podcast convention in Latvia for podcasters. It's going to be late February, so I have to plan for that. Then I am writing an article about influencers providing scams for people. You know, all the new weird pump and dump schemes and and uh, a lot of these pyramid investments and Ponzi's. Also preparing, of course, for the episodes that are coming out in January. We have things planned. I have to finish with the Goste, you know, the Soviet standards. That one ended abruptly, so I have to finish that one. Then we're going to have an episode about Albania, specifically in the context of my article that I'm writing since, well, I started to read about all these Ponzi schemes and MLMs and, and all sorts of things like that, and I figured out that despite me talking about the um, MMM scam, the massive Soviet scam, there was another one which was quite a bit more tragical since, uh, oh boy, we're going back into the eastern border regular stuff, 2,000 people died since the Albanian government was actively involved in scamming people and did not react in any way or form towards the advice of, well, outsiders and, and their own politicians that claimed that, hey, maybe basing your whole economy on a massive scam would be, you know, a bad idea. So that's, that's coming up too. Then we're going to take a look at the Soviet Postal Service. This comes as a request from our listener, who apparently used to work as a postal worker, maybe does so now. Not really, didn't really specify that, that one. So we'll be taking a look at the history of the Soviet, Soviet Postal Service and, um, well, to the best of my ability, compare it to the United States Postal Service and to, well, our current Postal Service, whose services have been um, more than disappointing lately since we have lost quite a few packages that have been sent out. There was a package that we couldn't receive from the United States and that got sent back with half of it missing. It's all very bizarre and strange and, well, let's just say they uh, haven't been up to snuff with, with everything that's happening lately. But, well, in this New Year's episode, normally I would do some sort of recap for a year, but we do that in, in June since, well, June's kind of the podcast's birthday. I do I do one for my personal issues on my birthday, which is late August, and then I do one in June. So, well, 
have to figure out how to entertain you. And uh, this this isn't the mega special one that I had planned since, again, health issues got in the way, but have to entertain you somehow, and I'm doing this in one take. Normally, uh, the show gets recorded in about, you know, five to six different parts, and we uh, re-record sometimes, but like I said, Anita is away on a vacation with her husband. Anita got married, which we congratulate her for, and, well, I'm left alone here because it's the end of December, and I just thought it would be interesting to give something out for you guys. And recently, I got into an interesting topic since, well, in Russia, in Russia, the criminal authorities recently made a public statement that, um, you know, I, I've spoken about the Russian prison system before and the Soviet prison system, and they have these unwritten rules, panyatia, right? So recently, the Russian prison authorities, criminal authorities, you know, the Varivzakonye, the lawful thieves, as they're called, they made a ruling, which was then spread out through all the prisons, that those who have been raped as part of their torture would not be considered pietuhi, or the lowest case in internal prison society. And that was a very dark subject I have forgotten, maybe I've mentioned this before, but, you know, that says, that says a lot if, um, if you start, to, you know, thinking about the, these issues. And again, yeah, typical Eastern border fashion, we move on to super dark subjects. But from that, I again read up on some more prison culture elements. So the weird subject that kind of doesn't really fit into anything else came to kind of materialize and be here in this episode, since let's talk about how in the Soviet prisons and even these days, the inmates, well, how they celebrate the New Year, since, well, Christmas is prohibited, well, was prohibited in the Soviet era, and the Orthodox Christmas are a couple of weeks after the New Year's, so, you know, they build, they build their Christmas trees and all sorts of sculptures and everything on, kind of, uh, on awaiting for the New Year's. Because, you see, prisoners, just like everyone else, they want to have a fun time, so they use all of their smuggling capabilities to get everything that they possibly can into the prison. And with their crafty crafty means of stealing stuff, they try to make traditional Christmas foods and New Year's foods for, for our parts, like uh, shuba or heading in the fur coat and, and rossol and all sorts, of, all sorts of tasty foods normally, and they try to smuggle in booze. Oftentimes, booze is not just smuggled in, it's creatively brewed. And, you know, as usual, to brew the, your your distilled goodness, which will make sure that you'll feel warm inside, although it's, uh, of course, completely illegal in modern Russian and older Soviet prisons, you would take your bread, and, well, when we talk about Russian and Soviet prison bread, it's not the typical white bread that you would see. It's one of those uh, blocky gray things, for the most part, that can be... Well, from a three meter distance, about ten feet, if you close your eyes, like vaguely close your eyes and stare at it, then it, uh, you know, starts to resemble something bread-like from from a distance. But they didn't do that. They used that to make various, you know, various uh, kind of accessories and and stuff to put on their Christmas tree, which is sometimes just outside in the courtyard. And then they use the remainder of the bread, which is then you know mixed with sugar and everything, to um, 
brew stuff which then gets distilled and masterfully hidden from everyone around around there in the prison who would who kind of uh, guard the whole facilities and another thing is that if you actually manage to make a primitive distill distilling machine and make moonshine inside a prison you'll have to share with the with the prison guards as well because you know everyone's corrupt and the idea that um that something in this prison system could go smoothly and nicely instead of being utterly corrupt and stolen yeah no one even has that idea for this you know everyone knows that Nadia's booze is being either smuggled in or made made there. Well, yeah, to get a, some permission to stay up later in these Russian prisons, you have to work with the prison guards. So for their part of the booze, the prisoners are allowed to, you know, have a, have, have a small party. At the same time, people aren't allowed to party really hard and get massively drunk because, well, then riots could occur and some troubles could start. And it's also important to remember that you know, people in prisons, specifically in, in Russian and Soviet prisons, they're not used to drinking a lot, since, after all, it's hard to get booze in, and it's hard to, you know, make something and not get into trouble. So, these people, with their already poor, poor health and constant beatings, which obviously improve the morale, yeah, it doesn't take much for them to get drunk. Or, so the, so the Russian sources say. Another popular thing, you know, once you have the booze, is to, of course, make all the salads. Now, the problem is that getting produce in prisons is quite hard because, well, in Soviet era, in Soviet era they had some food which was possibly edible for the most part, but as people are telling me now, everything, you know, if they would eat by the standards set by the official Russian government, then they could, you know, not starve, maybe. But currently... It's uh, currently the quality of food in Russian prisons really is determined by the fact of how much do the prison guards and prison administration actually steal from the common pool of, of everything and how much how greedy are they basically since well as far as I've heard prisoners get fed like um, sick the, the poultry they get delivered is like sick and pe like they get the birds and and, and the meat, which is all usually half rotten from, you know, pigs or poultry that have just died a couple of weeks ago. And then, well, the official prison buys it from the farm as fresh and new and, you know, pockets half of the money. And the farm gets to basically sell off their, their sick and fallen birds and the meat that they wouldn't be able to sell anywhere else. Well, that goes to prisons. So these people have to get creative since, well, even buying buying normal produce from from stores or or getting packages in since you know most likely your package that you receive from home will be cut open everything's going to be chopped in pieces and half it's going to get stolen so these people tend to just grab out whole potatoes from whatever soup they're given and then cut them up for the salad or or, or you know not eat their eggs and just pile them up so that they tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. 
That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Make, you know, potato and egg salad with, with some mayo in it, because mayo is now apparently barely legal. And again, remember that when I'm talking about these prisoners, they're, they're not always, specifically not in Russia these days, I'm not talking about thieves and murderers, of course, that are there, and same with the drug dealers. However, there are tons upon tons upon tons of political prisoners in Russia to this day. Navalny's sitting in prison, and all sorts of kids who had just gotten arrested since they were protesting Putin's regime got in Russian prisons. So the prison culture isn't as monolithic, and full with hardcore brutal thugs as you, you could imagine so these people just just try to survive there and one of the things that they do is um, in Russian prisons at least during winter they make snow sculptures sometimes ice sculptures as well but it's mostly packed snow and unlike in other countries as prisons are usually you know darb and, and grim places they uh, paint these sculptures just like you know just like ancient romans did which is a surprising fact that i didn't even know a lot of people don't know that all the nice little white marble that you see well back in the day that was brightly painted and the same goes with um, with the snow sculptures in russian prisons since this is one activity where you know if you sit in jail for a long enough time then well you have basically nothing to do and if you live by the panyatia you can't really work either and even where you can work like, there's very little work to actually be done. So people usually have a lot of time to figure figure stuff out and try to make their lives a bit more bearable while waiting for everything. So it's a tradition for Russian prisons to have these sculpture contests. And, um, well, I saw some pictures. In 2016, in the prison of, in Kaluga, the, the prisoners, the inmates sculpted a massive viking longboat in full size with all the vikings and everything and then they also like to like to make tanks and various animals and and cars but tanks and other military technology also is well quite popular these days since as reports say and a lot of this comes from the youtube channel since he provides the pictures and everything and we write to him constantly uh, that that channel, mind you, is an, an educational channel about prison life and prison culture. It was created by an anthropologist who spent two years in jail for smoking some weed. And then he ma- now makes this channel and it's banned in Russia these days since, well, apparently he glorifies prison culture. Although if you speak Russian and watch his channel, you understand that there is literally zero glorification. Once you take a look at all his reports about torture and everything. But I digress. He showed some nice pictures as well. And stated that since 2014, since the whole Crimean affair, the the prison administration, since they want to kind of, since they want to be liked by the local authorities and the government, because you know, what if um, your local kind of governor comes over and and sees how you're doing? Well, you don't want him to look at how you're feeding everyone and how you're massively corrupt and stealing everything from packages and everything. No, no, you want to show that you are a good person, good person out there, loyal to Putin's regime. So what you do is you make snow sculptures of various Russian armaments. So they get they get first prizes. So this year apparently 
there has been a sn built from snow inter like built from snow replica in its actual size of a Russian intercontinental ballistic missile launch vehicle Topol. And that, that sits right next to the, the Santa Claus and, and Tigers and everything. Tigers, because the 2022 is the year of the Tiger. And also Snegurochkas, or Snow Whites. Because uh, in the Soviet culture and the Russian culture, you know, Santa Claus isn't married to Miss Santa Claus. His wife is Snow White. And the Santa Claus is blue. And Snow White is, well... <laughs> yeah, Snow White's um, usually completely unlike what you would expect from, you know, Disney things or, or Miss Santa Claus in American culture, I suppose. Our Snow White is kind of a cute little ice lady, kind of like an ice queen from from Han Christian Sanderson's stories or something. So yeah, our Santa Claus is Father Frost, Jed Maroz, and he brings gifts and sometimes even to the prisoners. One other thing is that I heard when speaking to people is that in some of the some of the zones, well, the zone, you know, the prison system in the prisons, which are more black. Again, you, you're going to have to re-listen to the episodes about the prison culture to understand the differences between the reds and black prisons. In more black prisons, they even have um, beauty contests for for petuhi, for the lowest case. They they dress up as women and then they then they dance and play songs and and in general are treated nicely in this New Year's Eve. And even they get some get some vodka and and some you know some sweets, because again in prison every, you want apparently sweets all the time, and you want a lot of vodka, because well you don't get it, and of course everyone gets nostalgic, and everyone is just sending letters to home, and people are trying to, trying to just make their make their lives a bit, a bit easier. And this kind of shows that you know if you build prison sculptures and everything and and make little things you know. Little decorations to put in your Christmas tree from from stale bread and and kind of cut out cut out the snowflakes from paper and glue them on your walls and and write all sorts of things and then the New Year's Eve you get to party and stay a, a little longer while dressing up. That just kind of shows that you know even in the most direst of um, of situations and and places where you could be, that is still some some hope among men, and which is nice because well. If you think about how you're going to be spending this this New Year's Eve and what you're going to be doing, well then, at least, hey, now you know it could definitely be worse, especially in this time of pandemic. However, well, I wish you all Happy New Year's, and we'll be back with full episodes in January and everything once Sonnet returns, since, like I said, it's hard to produce stuff that... It's hard to produce stuff without an editor. And, but, but at least you get to hear me, well, as I actually talk, since a lot of this gets edited out in the process, and I don't know, sometimes I sound like I don't have a soul or something a bit too sterile, and I still listen to some of my episodes, and I, I just don't understand why do people like them, but, well, truth to be told, this happens with, with every podcaster, I guess, this is how we live, the episodes that you consider to be kind of not as good that apparently among the most popular out there, and the episodes that you've poured a lot of work in and put a lot of scientific data in, yeah, they they tend not to be not to be as as loved as um, as everything else that you make. But you know, such is life, and we all have work we all have work to do. And I really also hope that nothing bad happens in Ukraine, since well, that'll just make make life even more complicated. But yeah, I hope you like this um, mini show about. 
about uh, about Soviet and Russian President New Year's celebrations, and I hope that you are going to have a nice time. And well, I hope that you guys, especially especially the new listeners, well, that you will enjoy the show in the future, since well, we have a lot of episodes and. First ones, the early ones are not available on the webpage anymore. We're dealing with that fact. I think the first hundred or so aren't available, but they're all on our feed, like on Acast and and all the stitchers and everywhere. They should be there. And we have a lot of things to organize, since well, doing this full time is an um, actual job that takes up a lot of my time. Again, um, if you also want to maybe support the show, then, well, go to our webpage. Link is always in the description and all, in all social media, theeasternborder.lv. It's the it's one word, theeasternborder.lv. And there's a donate button, which you can then click and, and help out the show, since, well, we're working hard on everything. And you can also become our patron at patreon.com slash theeasternborder. So, not that hard to do. And special thanks to all our patrons, because, you know, seeing you and, and meeting you and everything, you guys just help us exist, and your support and your kind of your aid helps helps me going since, well, this is my day job, and you guys pay me the salary stuff. And, well, ad money helps too, but I don't really sometimes know what I'm advertising, since ACOST puts the stuff in, and they find all the deals, and... That's how we've ended up advertising Lockheed Martin and I guess some political ads. I don't even know how they went, but that was pretty fun. Anyway, uh, here's a toast to all of you guys and um, see you in January because we're already working to finish our our episode on the Switch standards. And again, I'm, I'm really excited about the ideas that people gave me about the Postal Office episode. Then there's another one about the Interwar Army, which I forgot to mention. But yeah, I read about how Albania was a country basically destroyed and they almost had a civil war there because of pyramid schemes. So that's going to be fun since Albania was very much influenced by the Soviet Union and they also had their own communist regime. But that's happening um, next year already. And um, have a great day. Remember, happiness is mandatory. And do свидания, товарищи. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.